0: To build a city on Mars, exploring extra planetary spaces, the challenges we know are some of them is reusable rockets or changing the temperature on the other planet by putting a nuclear bomb or something. That's what we learned from the billionaires and some enthusiastic entrepreneurs But what's really the problem there, like, did we really think about how realistic we are on settling in Mars or any other planet? So that's what this book talks about. A city on Mars. Can we settle space? Should we settle space? And have we really thought this through? Authored by Kelly and Zach Winnersmith and published by Penguin Books. So that's our book today, which talks about how we can go there. Okay. Naturally, and how we will live there, how we will have family there, how we will eat food, what will be the politics, what will be the law. So we will we'll take the very interesting topic of that because if you think about where we will can settle in space. Okay. One is Mars. Other one may be moon, not in the way of settlement. It can be like an intermediary space or something. Another one is asteroids. It has pros and cons, Venus and space station. So multiple options, but we'll go through all options one by one, no worries. But the quest to go to space, it did not happen recently. It did not happen even 1960s or 50s. It happened actually 50,000 BC in the known history. For sure in 1950s and 60s, the competition between United States and USSR makes something like sending humanity to moon or something, it was more like that, something to mankind. But now it become more like a national competition for economy, politics, a lot of things are involved on the space competition between the nations. And now it is not only between the nations. Billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk and Richard Branson, some names, they're already part of it. And some of the most rockets recently sent by to space was not by NASA or any other government company, but actually it was SpaceX, a private company owned by Elon Musk. So let's get started. So part one, caring for spacefaring. Of course, when we are going to space, we are not going to perish there or we are not going to get died over there. We want to just flourish over there. So over the 60 years of in space, what we know, we know very less. The longest person who stay there in space is 437 days. So the point is that we will first look at the physiology, how we will adapt to space is not like what we are in Earth. Because before Yuri Gagarin, that was the first man go to space, human beings sent animals naturally. So first, you know, maybe Laika, a dog, but unfortunately, after six hours on the flight, that uh, rocket exploded. and. Like died. Later on, they st- sent another Belka and Strika and they were the first to orbit the Earth. The point is that even Yuri Gagarin, the, the famous uh, astronaut of USSR, he went with uh, two tubes of pureed meat and one tube of chocolate. That was the food he ate. But the point is that if we or the whole population or if we are going to send uh, make a city of 1 million population, that's not going to work like this. Because in earth, if our body is exerted by a pressure of 14 pound pressure is exerted in all places or in another way, if you put it, it's like one atmosphere of pressure. But we don't know it. Even I move my hands, you move my, your hands, whatever, you don't feel that. It is same for human beings we are staying in the land. It is same for something like a shrimp in the underground or in the the under ocean, the deep ocean. How the shrimp feel that they do not feel the pressure of water. Same way, we are not feeling the pressure of air. But the whole story changes when we leave earth. So if we consider a soda can, like any other soda can, naturally you know that it is filled with gas inside if you open it the pressure will come out that's the point but what why i'm telling this point is that when we we are in space we have to consider ourselves as a pillar of a big soda can which is taken to space the point is that if you are if you don't want the soda can to just burst only solution is that you have to take that soda can to 40 meters below the sea level and open it then you will see like a normal thing. The point is that when we are in space, we will not burst the gas. What we will burst is we will have nitrogen bubble. We will have burst of the nitrogen bubble. The people killed in space or they got died on space. They are not happened because of any other reason. Most of it or majority of it happened because of the loss in pressure. That's why if you see astronauts and all, they will feel like bendy and chalky when they walk and all because to avoid the bubble, they will pre-breathe only oxygen. So that the, they will have that is about astronauts and a limited scenario. But point is that if you make it for a larger scale thing, oxygen only environment is okay to have avoid nitrogen bubble. But the point is that oxygen is, going to enhance it act as a catalyst for fire. If you remember about Apollo one and all the main thing, what make it failed is because of oxygen. So that's where the challenge is. So now another challenge is radiation. Radiation is everywhere in space because you have a lot of energy sources. over. One of the biggest one, if we are going to space because we are going to settle somewhere in the solar system. In that case, Sun naturally want you dead in the sense because earth magnetosphere and earth atmosphere that is what making us stay alive but the point is if you go out of the earth atmosphere especially the sun sun is a blasting ball of a lot of nuclear fusion happening there it creates some plumes and storm radiations in space. One of the noticed one which hit space is on August 28, 1859, which they commonly call as Carrington event. That time Boston post office, uh, the telegraph was stopped, electrical grid was getting di- disrupted and all even from California to Britain to Greece, they see something like a Northern light event. So that's where even 2003, in Mars orbiter, Odyssey orbiter. It hit by a radiation from sun. That radiation was too huge that the detector got chocked and got blasted. At. So that was another challenge. One is air, another one is radiation. We are going to space. Another thing about, uh, for sure, we are thinking about how to settle in space. So naturally, family and to enhance your family or love making or Population such thing mechanically, it will not happen same as because the gravity and other things are different. That's one part of the topic. One important thing is that especially for astronauts or whoever living in space in international space station and all. When they are living outside the gravity, the bones and muscles will shrink and it will become brittle and all. They have to do exercise and all to make it still work. Even somebody coming from space station, they have to adapt to the normal environment. It will take some time. point I'm trying to make is that that is about astronauts. You're going to send the whole population there. Suppose people are pregnant, getting pregnant over there. The point is that pregnant people cannot or pregnant ladies cannot make have the exercise same like what astronauts are doing. That's one part of the topic to maintain their muscle strength and bone strength. But the major problem will be then for the infants or the kids on the very low age, they cannot do such level of exercise to <laughs> enhance their muscles and bodies. So we have to somehow create an, a gravity scenario to enhance them, like to create a gravity. We'll come across that topic. But that's about bone strength and all. Especially also another topic is about space psychology. The point is that, if you are alone, naturally, you know, even in the normal Earth itself now, we will get depression and all these things. Even previously, even recently, only space stations got internet. The point is that we do not know much about space psychology because we only have a very handful of people in space now. And as we know, the longest one is 437 days. But the point is that we have, we can somehow make comparison to like some people live in poles, North pole and South Arctic and Antarctica and all. And some, some people like lived in submarines and all. That is something like a close comparison we have. Based on that psychology is not a big problem, but for sure, like, because if you are living in moon, a signal can go in one second. and But if you are living in Mars, it will take. Will not be instantaneous communication. You cannot talk live and such thing will not happen. For sure, naturally, you can have to rely on WhatsApp or email or something like that to communicate. That's the point. And also now, even the people we are picked up as astronauts or cosmonauts over, they are hand-picked actually. They are being tested and picked the right people there. But if you are going to send big people as a tourist or someone to settle there it's not going to be like that it is they are choosing themselves to go there in that scenario all of these things matter part two where will human live off world out of the earth what are our options first one naturally moon uh, it is having jacked with electrically charged glass and particles and all. Moon is somehow the closest place where we can sit. Not not in the way of settlement. I can tell like it's like a a hub or an outside station or something like that where we can make launches. We can do some other things like like a cargo facility or like like an airport or whatever you call it that that will be the positioning of moon in that case we cannot settle there because of the scenario but most or the most best option what we have now so far is mars even though its soil have toxic chemicals and all that is another part but atmosphere most it has storms and all but that is something closest another option we have is venus but the point is that that is something closest to us mars and venus The point Venus is something like an oven heat and you will be exerted with an ocean bottom pressure. It's not at all advisable in that scenario there. Other option is going to be Mercury. Also the temperature there is going to be 600 degrees Celsius and all. It will not be. If you look at area wise, moon is something like one point or land area will be something like one25 percentage or more of Africa, something like that, or something equivalent to Africa or a little more. So that will not work for a big city and all. In terms of that way, and in terms of maybe a city will work, but not in that, that level. But Mars for sure, it has a same land area like Earth. So that's why I told you like, something just closest to the current it is we have is Mars. But currently the potential of Mars is not on the current scenario. Mars. It is based on how much we can change it or what is the potential of that. That is why all of our all of us are looking on Mars. Other options include like asteroids and all, will come across that. So first we'll talk about Moon. The greatest or, or the majority of energy to going to space is being spent by rockets who just leave the Earth In that scenario, Moon is going to be a better option because it is closest to Earth and we can make manufacturing a lot of things and launching and all. Moon is a great location. As I mentioned, it is nearby. The problem Moon is that it doesn't have carbon. So that way it will not allow us to live and flourish there. And also it has very little water. Whatever water is there, it is actually inside the rocks. And another thing is that it doesn't have radiation protection naturally. There is no magnetosphere or atmosphere like that. Another thing, it is something like hotter than desert and colder than Antarctica. It is that level of scenarios there in moon. It has 1 by 6 the gravity. gravity is not same as earth naturally and but the point is that it has a signal the signal if you send a signal from here it will it will reach there in one second so it is excellent place for earth uh, like to get a launch or something that's about the story of moon or case so another great option as we discuss is mars naturally the point is that Mars is having a lot of benefits in terms of same level of as earth and the same space of earth and all but it has its challenges also if you try to consider based on earth standard Mars really sucks the point is that as we mentioned Mars current state is not our thing it's a potential is what is attracting people especially the Mars soil is like with the surface have perchlorates and all which is not good for thyroid and all that's something like a medical question the point is that Mars dust it's you will see a lot of uh, sandstorm similar dust storm there it is more active in Mars than in Earth. so naturally outside living may not be a good option in Mars or humans but for sure if you try to remove the toxin and if you're going to do farming and all There is a gardening opportunity there, and we can get water from the ice over there. So that way, that somehow we can enhance. The problem we have is that it is not as easy as going to moon. It's almost like a six months travel there. So you cannot easily come back if you have a problem. But to the moon, yes, you can. So that's that's there is a challenge over there to going to Mars and the situations where we can live. So, as we mentioned, we can take water from the ice in the plants. the point is also important is that it got carbon, got hydrogen and 95% of the carbon dioxide over there, the point is that it is good for plants, it is not good for us, but yes, we can convert those carbon dioxide like sabatier process and all, naturally using plants, with plantational farming or in a more chemical way like sabatier process where carbon dioxide plus hydrogen if you combine you will get water and methane there is an importance for methane because if you want to go to return journey methane is a good fuel well. so that way that really works and also temperature wise like uh, lowest temperature in mars or, or not lowest maybe highest temperature in mars is uh, something like 65 degrees celsius but the highest on earth is something like uh, it is not more than that point is that the normal room temperature in earth is averages around 24.7 degrees celsius but in average on mars is something like 21 degrees celsius because earlier I, i just Um, the point is that the lowest temperature is minus 65 degrees Celsius in Mars but the lowest in Earth was something close to minus 89 degrees Celsius so that was the point so somehow Mars make it almost close to Earth even though considering we have challenges with the dust and with the chemical soil and such thing challenges are there but still also travelling over there is a challenge but otherwise, Mars looks a good potential. So, as we mentioned earlier, like if you go into outer space, gravity is one of the problems which we face where we will have problems with our muscles and bones. But also, instead of just landing outside or landing on planets like Moon or Mars or something, there is another option which is uh, something like a giant rotating wheel. The benefit of it is that we can still stay outside. but This is not for a permanent thing, but I am telling even for a temporary aspects, Giant rotating wheel is something which can mimic the gravity of Earth, so we will not have a gravity issue in space. But to get that one, if it is small, you will have something like a washing machine effect. Like you get your clothes get rotated in the washing machine, you will have dizziness. So it has to be somewhere like if it is something like a 450 meter diameter, then that has to just rotate two times to reach Earth gravity. But if it is lesser, 112 diameter and all, it has to be like four rotations and all. So somehow we can create such giant rotating wheel and we stay in the middle of that. So we will not have a problem of gravity issues, that's another option to go into space and uh, another particular option as we mentioned is going to asteroids but asteroids are not good to stay there or live over there because even if you me and you land on space we cannot see each other because of the dust and other things over there but the potential of asteroid is it is having lot of minerals and all the resources over there but the point is that the closest one which we can really utilize asteroids the scientists only come across a dozen of asteroids also. So there is no that much even though asteroids are many in space what is being reachable to us or being trying to explorable for us is only limited another final one I told you like which is something like Venus but the surface temperature is 45 450 degrees Celsius and the atmosphere is 60 times earth and cannot be manageable at the current stage or the current proposal we are looking at. So let us go little deep into the real or basic fundamental challenges. First one, space circles, like we have to get receive shipment from Earth. Even in the initial stage, until we become self-sustainable on the other planet. So naturally food and water is a or the least or most important one. So refrigeration because if you're shipping something from here to Mars or any other planet or outer space, refrigeration, maybe you think it is easy, but actually it is not that much practical. Even International Space Station got only one refrigerator until 2020. But another important thing is that food will not become that much tasty in space, especially because of the different atmosphere. You will also you will have something like a different sinus pressure so you will feel something like a cold and all. So that way shipping food from here will not be an interesting proposal in that scenario. So other option what we left to us is farming. Okay farming as we mentioned in Mars and all that create a proposal. But the point is that that also have a benefit like a clean air we will get clean air and all. But the point is that we don't know how it will work. The closest simulation we have, like Martian simulation oil, uh, sorry, simulation soil, it is not having the same chemistry as Mars. Even though it try to replicate it, it doesn't have perchlorates and that level of chemicals. So we don't know how. What are the farming challenges over? There. That's one part. And the lighting or sunlight on Mars is only half that what is being getting on Earth. So we cannot really estimate how much light we will get because naturally plants need light for photosynthesis and And also they have sandstorms and all. So we have to think about artificial light for farming. So that's all like a basic fundamental thing we have to think about. So next is electricity. Naturally, we need electricity to live there or or make a city over there. The point is that currently 60% even we are now... Looking at sustainability, environment friendly and all, climate change, a problem in earth and all. We are still taking 60% of the earth electricity is coming from fossil fuels. So in Mars, it will not work in that. Because you cannot take fossil fuel there. Or you cannot. So the point is that another option to make electricity will be hydro, hydroelectricity. But the point is that there is no water there. So that also will not work. Other option would be to use a wind. But because of the less atmosphere there, we have to make some giant turbines and construction it or just making it set up there or shipping to there, it's not worth the effort. will not get it. So that also will not work. Then geothermal energy will somehow work in Mars, but it will not work in, because it doesn't have that much internal activity like Earth or yeah, so that, that is not available in moon, but we can somehow use it in Mars, but that's not that good enough to or uh, or get for a city and all. Then we leave with finally with two options, which is one is solar and other one is nuclear. So if we look at solar energy, the point is that in Mars, as we mentioned, sunlight is only half. That's one part. Second thing is that there is no atmosphere. You have to make some specialized solar panel which can make or adapt to that radiation sand. But the challenge of solar panel, if you want to just take 1 million of, similar to 1 million US citizens in Mars, you have to create something like 130 square meter of solar panel. So that much of, Panels, especially on a dusty environment and then dusty atmosphere you have to look have to cleaning and all these things and you have half the light only so on the dusty scenarios you have to create batteries heavy batteries to maintain the electricity is there so that way solar also doesn't look like a good proposal in Mars that leaves us finally to nuclear But the point about nuclear especially in space is that we have a lot of incidents happen in nuclear thing when we are shipping so shipping or or taking nuclear thing to space is actually a risky aspect especially when it is going there when we are suppose you are taking you're sending something from us maybe it will go to another country and it will suppose it exploded or rocket explorer or it will fall on another country so nuclear wise there is a risk over there in in shipping there and maintaining there. So that's about the nuclear aspects. Then final thing about shielding. If you're in space, we have to shield ourselves from radiations and all such things. So one point people are thinking is that we can create a shield over glass. If you see about old Mars model and something like a dome, we built on the top of the Mars and all, but that doesn't look like a much promising scenario now. Currently, the best option to look like is that we actually live underground and the panels and the plants and such things or air conditioning system or similar thing will stay above the ground. That is something like we have for the Mars, the best option we so far. So that's about like uh, how we will live and the basic fundamental things. Then finally, it has a couple of chapters in the book, but mainly talking about politics and law and all. We'll try to summarize very little because there is no clear laws on space so far. In previous 1960s and all, things like it is mostly about uh, mankind and what as you know now it is competition. Even now, until recently, until 2020, there was no technology clear law even in 2020 there was Artemis accord and all many countries like United States United Arab Emirates many countries have signed on that uh, treaty just to share information on that way somehow they are sharing knowledge and information for space and all these things but even though we don't have a clear laws on space even some of the contract in the book is mentioning SpaceX contract is mentioning whatever the laws in the earth will not, will not be affected to this contract. The space contract is totally different. So if you are trying to take 1 million people outside the space, naturally politics and law is matter. Law and order matters there. And also, another, maybe a worst case scenario. Currently the nuclear that fights and all these things, if you follow our book Oppenheimer and you understand that, that somehow settle because they know that if you're putting nuclear to some another country, it will be it will be affecting us all. So that way, nuclear warfare is somehow limited or, or restricted because it is a threat to ourselves. But suppose when we are settling outside the earth, that creates some different dynamics in politics and warfare and all. Because you can still go outside, so maybe that will generate some level of nuclear warfare and other things. Politics also will change the politics here on earth and politics in space. So, that politics will be interrelated. So, lot of such aspects are there. So, it is not simply like going to space is a dream. It has its own challenges and so that that's why this book Uh, A City to Mars is somehow uh, an explanation to that otherwise that's an interesting read a very nice book so until we come across with the next book thank you for watching bye for now.